What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Dropping Knowledge Podcast. It's Talon Sai sitting down with my good friend, Mickey Shook. How's it going, dude? Nice. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I was not expecting you to be in town, but I saw on your Instagram story that you were rolling through, so I was like, let's see if we can hang out, get some food, get a drink. Should have offered you some whiskey. You want a whiskey? No, I'm okay. I got to go to jujitsu. Oh, yeah, I don't do that. So... Yeah. I could be all like sleeping on the mat, getting beat up by be thrown up. Someone yeah. just lays an elbow <laughs> into you. <laughs> disgusting. The Crown Royal was a bad choice. Uh, I don't even drink Crown Royal. I just picked one. So let's give people an elevator pitch. Like if if you were in an elevator with someone, or you meet someone at a bar, and they're like, "Mickey, what do you do?" I teach men how to dance. I teach men how to free themselves from the shackles of fear of what others think and I teach them to move their hips in a way that attracts ladies to them in a way that they've never seen before. Moving the hips. So uh, I wrote down a, a few quick notes before you came over here. On your website you have that you supply a holistic approach to self-defense and firearms. Yeah, it's true. I think like the, the elevator pitch would be we take the the skills and concepts that have been vetted by thousands of war fighters and uh, protectors of, of the innocent, and we apply them to the everyday American to help them be uh, better skilled at protecting themselves. And a lot, of, a lot of that goes deeper than physical skills with your fingers and tools. Yeah. You're always so, like, eloquently spoken about this stuff. Like, I, I, I don't know about that. I would just be like, yeah, he, he's a firearms instructor. But, like, the way, the way you instruct, I mean, I've been to a bunch of your courses, including S12, which I want to – ask you about because yeah. i couldn't attend in the past like two years but because he was driving around in a van i was i know dude the, the place that you host s s12 at it's though me pushing my hair behind my ears like a stoner that lives in a van a stoner hippie i don't i don't smoke weed <laughs> don't know where dispensaries are i don't do any of that but so you, you do other stuff other than firearms training too so bef before we talk about s12 and firearms training do you still do stuff with uh the construction company no, we are not in the construction business. Not anymore? No. Okay. I didn't Male exotic dance. Exotic dance. Well, that's why I brought up the holistic approach mm -hmm. to self-defense, because it sounded kind of sexual there. While I joke about the dancing, of course, we're not teaching people to dance. I wish I could. You could. You, kinda, could. you, you got some dance moves out on the range, though. I love dance. Yeah. No, but I think the idea is that we want to protect ourselves, not to just protect ourselves, but because we want to be alive. And we want to be alive because we like living, and we want to like living because we're doing stuff like going to dinner having drinks taking your wife or kids on walks yeah doing all the things that that we enjoy and you need to be happy and healthy to to really enjoy yeah that that's one thing that i definitely enjoyed about like some of the courses that i've been to i've done like some just like basic pistol mm -hmm. stuff i think in pennsylvania i came to one in new jersey um but the s12 event let's talk about that a little bit because that I, I noticed through your posts, like for the past two times now, you're really promoting not only firearm safety and training and stuff like that, but like the physical aspect of things. Mm -hmm. There's so many people, and you can speak on this too, that carry a gun and they're either not trained properly or two, they just are not physically in shape. Yeah. And carrying a firearm is a tool for a fight. And if you can't run a city block, like what are your chances in a fight? Mm-hmm pretty low so and i think a lot of people are we lie to ourselves we humans are really good at lying to ourselves like ah, i'll get in shape later or mm -hmm. i'll get serious about my finances or i'll get serious about going back to school or whatever we we are good creatures at lying to ourselves a lot of excuses yeah people telling excuses to themselves mm -hmm. too it's easy to do yeah it's, you and i talk about that every time we're with each other yeah when it must must be nice that whole must be nice speech exactly whenever i've been on mickey's podcast a few times i'll leave a link for that in the description down below um but we talk about that how people see what we do and think a lot of it is like handed to you and it's really just basically projecting their own insecurities onto other people mm -hmm. happens a lot on the internet yeah which is a shame but we've become used to it because this is kind of what we do for a living <laughs> yeah it's true. I th so you brought up like the physical aspect. I think if the core concept of self-defense is what's the goal? I always ask that in every class. Mm -hmm. Why are you here? And somebody will say, I want to learn to shoot a gun better. And I say, why? And they say, to protect myself. And mm -hmm. I say, why? And they say, so I don't die in a fight. Why? Uh, and it's because I want to be alive. Yeah. Why do you want to? Nobody wants to be alive and then be miserable. 
because I want to be like out of shape, uh, not have a girlfriend, you know, all these. No, I want to like nobody aspires to be miserable. That's true. You're, you're digging deeper, asking that question. Why, why, why? Because eventually it comes back around to being alive, self-sustained. You're living for your kids, your wife, whatever it may be. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of instructors are very just focused on this is how I run a gun and that's pretty much it. It's like and that's and okay. That is it fine. It can be like like you ski. I don't need to, if I want to learn how to ski, hey man, I don't want to hear about your philosophy BS. Just teach me how to ski. Right. So, but maybe I want to hear about your philosophy BS. Yeah, I, I think the way that you instruct, I mean, I've been through a bunch of different firearms courses, but I, I connect with the way that you instruct because it's more personal and it's not just firearm manipulation and dead set like dead set on how to run a gun and how to do this and that there's a million different solutions for a million different problems and i think i think you might have brought this up before either in one of your videos or on the podcast when we were talking could have even been at one of your training events but if someone goes into a training environment and they feel like they know everything and they can't learn any more from anyone else because they're top tier operator that's such a downfall for a lot of people. Mm. And I've taken that aspect into a lot of different like paths of my life because if you can't learn something from like anyone, then like what 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 gives you the right? <laughs> like why you why stop do you stop growing real quick? Yeah. And so like I can learn from you because you're I can say that you're way more proficient with the firearm since you're training and you're do you're shooting a lot more than I am. But at the same time, I would hope that, like, you learn stuff from me and I learn stuff from people who are not sure. as good of a shooter as well compared yeah. to me. So Yeah, your time and focus has been spent in building Psy Productions and mm -hmm. building your marketing business and building your social media following and getting better at producing the content and yeah. traveling around in a van. That, that's a good part of it. It's awesome. You should get a van to pull around your targets and everything. got the pickup truck that's outside. Yeah, so you, you drove... Man, you're driving all over the place. Mm -hmm. I was in Chicago yesterday morning when I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. Oh Actually, I woke gosh. up at 2.30. We left home at 3.30, 14 hours mm -hmm. to town. That's crazy. Yeah. So, Carry Trainer has courses all over the country. How, how Before we get into more training stuff, how, how much do you think you're driving a year? Because I'm sure it's pretty impressive. Mm, maybe 40000 that's that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I thought it would have been more than that. I, so I will. What the thing is, it's like so. I'll go to a class and then I'm home for three weeks. Okay. You know, and when I'm home, I go to the grocery store. My wife and I share and go to dinner or something like that. But other than that, like, where I got, I don't have to go anywhere when we're at home. And your wife gets to travel with you from yeah, time she, to time too. She, if she wants to and wants to put up with me, she gets in the car for sure. She she and I just did a trip from Chicago to Phoenix. We went up to the Grand Canyon. We came up here to Denver. That was just a few weeks ago. We stopped and visited friends in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Very well traveled. Yeah, that was a that was like a forty two hundred mile trip. Do you guys do national parks and stuff? As Always. You Always. Yeah, okay. been a, I was just in Glacier a few weeks ago up in Montana. Glacier's awesome. I was mm -hmm. there when it was wintertime, so mm -hmm. I didn't get to go all the way in. Yeah, but yeah. You make it to Lake McDonald yeah. with all the colored rocks. Mm -hmm. The place is awesome. Yeah. What's one of your favorite national parks? You know, uh, Gettysburg. Gettysburg, okay. That's Gettysburg. A, it's not a considered national park. No, but, but it's like in a sense of places that we can go. So if we're talking strict national park, uh, Glacier and Yellowstone have got to be the top two. Okay, yep. Yeah. I've been to Yellowstone several times in the winter where it's few people there, and you got to mm -hmm. go in and, like, special tours and yeah, stuff. Yeah, only, like, the north entrance is open or something, yeah. so you got to drive all the way around. Yeah, yeah. Been there a few times in the, the cold months. Um, I mean, there's there's any of the major national parks I've been to. I mm -hmm. think Yellowstone's probably the coolest. Cool. Yeah, I was at Yellowstone around the same time as Glacier, so I didn't get to, like, again, go in all the way. I went to the Grand Tetons while I was down Beautiful there. Beautiful spot. Beautiful spot, yeah. too. I camped there, and it was freezing cold. Yeah. That valley was, like, negative four when I woke up. How about you? Which one's your favorite? Um, I'm partial to, my, like, Moab area. Love Moab. Was just there. Yeah. <laughs> you do a course there or just no, driving just, through? I love Moab whenever I get down that way yeah. and stop through. I, I love I, just something about it. It's it's so unique for the country like it, it's just like it's yellowstone world. looks pretty similar to a lot of other big parks like that but that 
Moab and specifically Canyonlands. Mm-hmm. Like Arches is cool, probably the more popular one, but Canyonlands yeah. is awesome. It is it's awesome. It's so sick down we there. We just stopped at both of those places when we were there. Yeah. It's unfortunate, though, seeing what's happened with the park. Like Moab, when I my nephew that's with me was born up in Leadville 25 years ago. So okay. I've been coming out west my whole life. It's one of the highest cities in the country, I think. It is the highest incorporated town at 10,152 feet above sea level. You know your shit. <laughs> Rain, Rain Man. I'm just kidding. That, that is the height. But uh, Moab, years ago, we have um, backpacking there when I was a teenager. Okay. It was... The town was tiny. Now it's freaking yeah. hotels everywhere, and it's totally exploded. It's always funny driving through there just because it's like it's like another world, and then most side-by-sides and ATVs and stuff, dirt bikes are legal. So, like, you go through in, like, the booming months, and it's just, like, <laughs> hotel parking lot filled with razors and can mm-hmm. and ATVs and dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like Mad Max down yeah. there. Yeah, it's, it's cool. pretty wild. It's cool. So, um, but other than that, you said... So you're a history buff if Gettysburg is I love one of your favorites. I can't, I mean, yeah. you, can't, you can't love firearms in the Second Amendment and not want to study American history. Yeah, you got to know at least the basics. So, and you kind of grew up over there. Yeah, I grew up uh, probably maybe an hour or two from Gettysburg, and I remember going there as a kid. I should probably go back now that I have a better sense of things in general. Um, I, you can't like fully appreciate it as a middle yeah. schooler or whatever I was. But, uh, yeah, dude, just I, I remember just walking through some of the battlefields, just kind of, like, envisioning how things unfolded there, and it's just, like... It's heavy. It's it's crazy. I'm sure you've been there a bunch, though, because you're... You Numerous do, times. Do yeah. some courses in Denver, which is yep. not too TA far. TA Targets people. Yeah. Jared and all those guys. Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. Ethan. I haven't seen those guys in a while. I'll be out there in June. Okay. June, July. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at your website earlier. You're sold out on a lot of your courses right now. Yeah. People but, want to train with guns, man. Yeah. I mean, that's good right now, too, especially in the, the height of everything that's going on. Which we always fill up, which I'm not patting myself on the back. We've got a following of people, and I'm grateful that they yeah. sign up. So in tw- st- at the start of 2020, how many courses, individual courses other than S12, do you do throughout the country? Not that many. You know, I'm not. There's people that their goal is to do, like, a class every other day. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hate what I do. We okay. do, like, maybe one class a month. Okay. Maybe two on certain months. Yeah. So in the winter months, we'll be in Texas, Florida, uh, Arizona. Like we were in Arizona a couple months ago, and it was still cold. And then in the summer months, we kind of cruise around the north. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to hate it. Yeah. That I, I sort of went through that with, like, making videos because when I decided to do YouTube full-time, I was, like, gung-ho after it all the time. Mm. And then there were points where I would do a video a day for, like, a month long, wow. and you get burnt out. And I'm sure – with the type of instruction that you do, you'd get burnt out pretty quick with the travel alone. And then you may, I mean, I'm not going to say that you would like lose quality in the, the quality of the courses, but after a while, I mean, you're, you're just going to be like killing yourself, traveling everywhere, trying to do a course. My voice, I don't know if you week. can hear it. I'm shot right now from S12. My you voice is you still. You don't sound that, that shot. It's still kind of like. You need to get a megaphone. I'm surprised you don't have I a do. Megaphone. I have speakers on the range. Do you? But I still scream. Oh, yeah. You dirty motherfuckers, <laughs> get up. <laughs> With your whistle get blowing up. shit. I do blow a whistle. No, right. I mean, but you got to yell. Yeah, you, you, yell. you definitely do. And just talking, even if you're just talking. Like when you are filming, you know you're talking, 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 talking. Talking a lot louder, yeah. yeah. Like especially doing podcasts. I mean, I did one just yesterday, and like you talk for an hour straight, or if you do live streams, I know you do a bunch of live streams too. Like that gets exhausting after a while. Super exhausting. Yeah. So, all right, S twelve now. Since I keep bringing this up, sure. this was an event that started twenty seventeen. I believe. Seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So planning in sixteen. First one was at Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. You can find videos. I think they're still on my main channel. If not, they're on my second channel, Sunday Gun Day. Um, we were there for a while, and then we went to the Five Star Retreat mm-hmm, the next Nunley. year. And you fell in love with that place. I love that place. I've been there twice now, I think. And um, give the people a rundown of what S12 is yeah. and actually the name of it, too. Sure. So the, the reason that we go to where we do it at is that when we tell you what the event is, it becomes kind of self-evident. So the student, when they – sign up we feed you we give you a bed when you pull in you're there for basically five days even six depending on if you stay the following day and leave the day after training which most people do so you show up on a i get there on tuesday Mm -hmm. 
and then we set up. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're training. So everybody shows up on Wednesday, and then we train Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday everybody leaves. Three meals. We bring a chef out. Mm-hmm. Actually, tomorrow I'll be with Colorado Craft Beef here, which is out in Akron. Yep. They do all of our, our beef for the event. But the whole concept is, and so there's, like, training things. People do, like, these range days and stuff. Now it's become the thing. Like, let's yeah. do a range day. Like let's a big go, event. Yeah, let's go shoot and take pictures. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But this is training. And it's not go train with Talon for an hour, train with Mickey for an hour, train with Bob for an hour. There's a succinct program. So it's TCCC, Tactical Combat mm-hmm. Casualty Care. So every student leaves with a nationally recognized certificate that's good for two years which if you're like in the medical profession or law enforcement it's continuing education Mm -hmm. so we're teaching you how to stop traumatic blood loss uh, how to deal with penetrating wounds to the body things of that nature we do i've got brian mckenzie out there new york times best-selling author uh the art of breath was one of his yeah i I didn't get the chance to meet him because that was like probably last year two years ago when he started coming yeah yeah so just quality instructors. So now you have, it's yourself. Um, Z Durham. Z Durham is Paul Sharp. There. Paul Sharp. D-Day Response Group. Yep. P- Z, Fifth Group Special Forces. Paul Sharp, BJJ Black Belt. So is Z. Uh, Paul's also one of the founders of Shiv Works. People know Craig Douglas. They see the ECQC course. Okay, yeah. that. I'm no Shiv Works. Yeah, so that's one of, that's Paul's group. Actually, I, I got, you, I think you sent me one of the, one of their G10 uh Shiv work, yep. shivs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I got it over there in my drawer. The uh, D-Day guys are 18 Deltas, so that's Green Beret Medic. They're the best medics in the world. Uh, I brought out a friend of mine that's from Colorado, actually. Je- Jeff uh, Houston was there this year. Tac 7 another Green Beret that is super uh, high-speed guy. Ben from Boresight Solutions. Yep. Uh, Ben's part of the event. And then I've got a handful of other guys that are support staff, a guy named Chuck Luttrell, that's another Green Beret, mm-hmm. um, and a handful of, of other people that kind of support all the stuff that goes on behind the events, so that we've got food and all that stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, it's a great group of people, and it, it's cool to see it evolve over the past couple of years now. So when you're getting into the training, you're basically rotating stations and learning a few things as you go, but then towards the end of the event, towards the end of the event the uh do you still do that big like cumulative yep it's a big culmination exercise and actually we've revamped it a little bit more so that you get multiple exercises okay they're long days we train like over 12 hours each day but the you come there and you work really hard and you leave with tons of skills and knowledge and the point isn't that like you're getting to like do a little of this do a little of that you do a lot of a few things and you get really skilled at stopping your friends from bleeding to death or Mm -hmm. yourself you get really good at shooting Mm -hmm. and managing your pistol you get really good at managing stress so the whole breath thing is you screaming at people well that's some (laughs) some (laughs) that's stressful we, we do put stress on you on purpose and and then you start to find out about yourself man i'm really freaking tired or they have us getting up and down off the ground for a couple hours i'm smoked Mm -hmm. what would you have to do when society maybe has a problem you know or when when your vehicle breaks down in the mountains and you have to walk your ass five miles do you have the ability to do that yeah it's good to know your limits and what like what your breaking points are because once you find that stuff then you can work on it right improve it maybe you need better cardio or be stronger lift weights so Mm -hmm. that's definitely good and we're not trying to like insult people and say you're out of shape. It's here's things that you might have to do if you got to save yourself. Mm-hmm. Find out in training that that's a problem, so that because we all men all think we're good at fighting, we all think we're good at sex, we all think that we're good at grilling food, mm-hmm. we all think that we can drink good. It's a big you know? alpha fest. Yeah, <laughs> and in reality, most guys can't fight. Mm-hmm. Most guys can't fight. Most guys are not really that good at sex to sex their girlfriends and they burn Trust their me, steaks. Your girlfriends tell us yeah they burn their steaks <laughs> girlfriends tell mick yeah, specifically tell. oh my god paul is so, so uh, bad at can, sex. can you get him in one of your courses yeah. so you can teach him a few of those hit moves mm-hmm. he, he needs some work that's a joke but no it's not but not, but kind of but it's not so really. dry out here <laughs> i know dude like i'm drinking this bottle of water and i'm still got cotton mouth um so another thing that i find interesting about all of your courses and the s12 event is the demographic of people because it's not just like alpha male dudes like we just talked about the demographic appeals to a wide variety of people and it's so awesome to show up at one of your events and see male and female 
across all different walks of life, whether they're police officers, teachers, it's just, there, yeah. there's just so many different people that come to your events. So, um, what do you think it is that like, that draws that type of people? And you think it's the access that you give? Cause you make yourself pretty accessible to your customers, clients, I people think, you're instructing. I, I think like in that event, first of all, I'm honored that it's my event. I conceptualized it, but without Z, without Paul, without D-Day, without Chef Kent, without our sponsors like Colorado Craft Beef and, and these other folks, we couldn't have that event. Uh, but I think in general, you know, we're trying to pass on a product that's like built in reality. That's yeah. like always everything we do is reality. Like what is the reality of violence? What's the reality? What real situations might you have to face based on data, not on what I watched on the Internet, mm -hmm. not based on what I feel, but on, on reality. So I think people that are attracted to uh, non-emotionalized decision-making, like if you go buy beer because you saw the sexy chick on the beer commercial, that's probably not a good idea. If you go buy a new truck when you can't afford it because you saw one and had to have it, Terrible probably idea. not a good idea. But, yeah. like, if you base your decisions on – like, here's the problem. How do I fill that need? That's how we, I don't want to say market, but that's the product that we put out is here's the problem that we solve. So people that are, whose brains work that way mm -hmm. tend to find us. Yeah. And, and another thing that I just thought of is how much content you put out there for free. Mm -hmm. you're, you're putting out almost like a full day of your course, whether it's like basic pistol yeah. or, I mean, sections of S12, you're putting it out there for free. So People can sit down, throw it on the TV, get some popcorn, and literally like watch yeah. an entire day of instruction from you. And not a lot of not a lot of people do that. I feel I feel blessed that I can. You and I, everybody watching for the most part, we live in America. That's like pretty awesome. We won the lottery of life. Yep. And so if I can earn a living, and Drew, who are our editor and videographer, can produce that stuff, and we can afford to do it and put it out there. Why wouldn't we? Because it helps people. Yeah. I mean, it makes some people mad because there's guys that are like, you're giving it away for free. Well, you can too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're giving it away for free and like you can consume it or yeah. you cannot. Yeah. If you want it in person, sign up for a course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how about some other uh, business ventures that you're going on now? Sure. Well, we've got the podcast. We've got the podcast. Podcast. The uh, Higher, Line, Higher Line, Podcast. Line Podcast, which you've been on twice, which I'm very, uh, we've had. People like you that I consider to be uh, trendsetters in business, people that that change their their course uh, in life, which I think is is a great example to others. We've got uh, business leaders, we've got sports heroes, we've got real heroes that save people in violence or calamity. We've got mm -hmm. medical professionals, all kinds of of cool people that pass on good stuff on that podcast. And then uh, you said keep it wet. I see you got a little bottle of lube there. Yep, I got lube. I got it all over. You sent me a bunch of bottles. Oh, good. Yeah, I brought this. Uh, Gunfighter gun lube right here. Gunfighter yeah. gun oil. Very, pr I, very proud of that. I also got some of the grease, too. I, I think that's out in my van. But um, so try, that, try that on, like, your hinges and stuff of your van, the grease. Yeah, so you're, so you're saying that uh, the Gunfighter gun oil has been, like, thoroughly thoroughly tested like you sent this stuff out to labs and yep uh tell us a little bit more about it it's so safe. no gimmick it's not like some like crazy nanotechnology that nobody has that like an alien came and mm -hmm. gave to me because there's a bunch of companies that sell gimmicks some unobtainium yeah yeah this is just a hundred percent made in american poa synthetic lube so what that means is if you go get your oil changed, you can choose like the conventional oil, you can choose the blend, or you can choose the synthetic. This is like the top shelf synthetic oil, and it's clear like water. And the reason that it's clear like water is because we didn't put smells in it, no scents, mm -hmm. no colors, which is marketing. Because people are like, oh, I use the blue stuff, or I use the green stuff, yeah. or it's supposed to smell like Christmas trees, or it's supposed to smell like all that crap eventually separates out of the product, mm -hmm. and it turns into like glue in our guns. I never even thought about that. But, yeah, there's so many different lubes that I've tried over the years that are a funky color. I don't want to, like, throw anyone under the no, bus. No, I'm but... not either. There's some that are funky colors. There's some that, like, smell really good. And, the, and there's the, no reason. No. There have been times in the past where I'm like, someone's like, oh, what kind of lube do you use? I'm just like, oh, this stuff, someone gave it to me at SHOT Show, and it smells good. Right. <laughs> Which, but, 
is that a bad thing? No, but mm-hmm. what happens is you put a gun in the safe. We've all got guns that we don't shoot all the time, especially if you're like a hunter. It mm-hmm. just sits in the safe till next hunting season. You pull it out and you open up the action, and the stuff's all sticky and burnished. Gummed up, yeah. So this won't that won't happen with this. It's a high quality, made in America product. Everything that we use, the label, the bottle, the caps. The packaging, needle droppers, the needles, mm-hmm. uh, the grease, the cleaner that we have, all of it's made in the U.S. I just bought a new uh, label application machine, which took me about a year to find a company that did one that we needed that was made in America, because most okay. of that stuff comes from Asia. Those machines. Yeah. So I found a company in Michigan called Take a Label. There's a. I just gave you thousands of dollars. <laughs> there you guys I'm, go. Now I'm plugging you, but Take a Label. You know, we bought because we're trying to support. You know, American. Yeah, businesses. And that's cool because like, no one would know that, other than you just saying it now on the podcast. I mean, we do say "made in the USA" on the label. Yeah, but but the fact that you go to the extent of getting a machine for your labels that's made in the USA—that's like patriotic as fuck. Well, (laughs) there's. I think there's. I I think there's something to be said for, uh, and I don't want to. I have done as more wrong in my life than I have right so like when we figure out like the things that we want to do you get serious about it mm-hmm. and so it's pretty easy to just be like well the product insides made in America which would be legit yeah and I could just buy a bunch of other cheaper stuff and still be honest about it but like if that's what I'm saying I'm passionate about but mm-hmm. then I'm doing something different I'm a piece of shit yeah and I gotta sleep yeah that's that's true I mean say like peace of mind for yourself but then also for the customer because I know a lot of people who would love the shit out of that. I get asked a lot about like some of the products that I sell uh, through side productions in my store. Mm-hmm, like your sweatshirts and... Yeah, some of it is made in the USA. Everything is printed and manufactured here but I haven't gotten to a point like it. side productions and like the apparel store that we have is still fairly new and there's so many hurdles. To, it is like, hard. It is super hard. This SPF shirt took me six months to these are made in the u.s in connecticut yeah and it, it took you six months to, to probably find source a company because i'd seen some other ones and i realized no you're buying it from somewhere else but then you're printing it so you're saying made in the u.s but right you're still buying it elsewhere yeah that that's hard like I, i'll never say that all of my stuff is made in the usa some of it like the garment itself is and then we screen print everything i'm not um, there yet either yeah, it's hard to do, but it's interesting to hear you say that because that's a struggle that I go through. And, like, having everything made in the USA for me is not top priority. Like, I want to keep chugging along. Me either. But I'm if, tr- just trying. If I could get to that point, yeah. like, of course, why would you not want it made in the greatest country in the world? Amen. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. Woo. Woo. <laughs> um, all right, we don't have to be so serious now. I just wanted to. You want to talk about dicks? We can talk about dicks. I mean, this is the Dropping Knowledge podcast, so in the past it was me and my friends getting drunk and just, like, talking about dicks. So so what kind of knowledge do you norm- normally drop here? Like, when your listeners uh, comment or talk about it, what kind of stuff are they looking for? Um, mostly entertainment. This is probably one of the more, like, serious podcasts that I've done. So you're not really – you should change the name to Dropping Fun Podcast. Well, it, it's it's double meaning. We're dropping knowledge on the people about sex and dicks oh. and whatever else, but All then right. we're also like literally dropping knowledge because we're uh. saying dumb, fucked up stuff. I like it. I <laughs> so like that's it. how it started. Um, yeah. So uh, w- what's next on the deck for you? I mean, of course you got training and all that stuff, but you're heading home. Going to go to jujitsu tonight at the compound, spelled with a K here in jujitsu or in uh, Denver. Their jujitsu gym here in Denver's a my coach's friends so i'm gonna go visit them actually i'm gonna interrupt you here to talk about jiu-jitsu because you are technically a white belt yeah 21 year white belt. 21 year white belt but you step into any what do they call them dojos across the country and you just lay the smack down on people and it's definitely you said that i never said no, that. but i'm saying that i i That's just a know. thousand percent not true no That's, i mean no, we've true. got we've got um i've got a great coach dan hart from chicago no, I definitely don't lay the smack down on anybody. But when you train it, when you, when you I, no, <laughs> when you train a certain way, uh, which is very hard. And anybody listening that does jujitsu, I'm not saying what he's saying. He said that. Um, <laughs> I think sometimes people. I said earlier, people lie to themselves, mm-hmm. and it is too easy when you don't. My buddy Z talks about it 
quite often, jujitsu is the truth. By that, I mean, if you and I decide to get on the carpet right now and we're going to grapple and we Mm -hmm. grapple till either somebody tells us to stop or one of us says stop by Mm -hmm. tapping the other or going unconscious, therein lies the truth, right? That that is inevitable. <laughs> That's going to happen one way or another. Like when it, when it, whatever has come out, and you could say, well, in that moment, Mick got lucky. He uh, Talon slipped, or Talon got lucky. Mick was tired. Yeah. In that moment, that was the fucking truth. Mm-hmm. There okay. is so in the street when some dude, there's no shot timer. Nobody says, hey, on the count of three, I'm going to push a button. Are you ready? And then you can prepare yourself. You can get your hands and your cover garment perfect. Right. No, there's no, that does not real. So in, in reality, when you subject, to let another man or woman say, here's my body, not in a perverse way, but it is sometimes with more dick jokes in gyms than anywhere. <laughs> we are going to touch hands and we're going to try to, with full force, make the other person submit through physical pain Mm -hmm. and if they don't bones break or they go unconscious but there's a usually a a code between people like i'm not going to break you on purpose right but at certain levels people i mean people get bones and shit broken all the time and people go to sleep all the time because they don't want to quit but a good training partner will not do that yeah so is is that in good practice, like, say, for, like, the national championships? Because they, they still do stuff like that, I'm assuming, right? I don't want to talk out of turn. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a neophyte compared to most. I think okay. I think the point – I mean, yes, people get bones broken constantly in training would, and in matches. Would, would not submitting – is that, like – is that an okay thing to do? Or do you even know? Yeah, and then when something breaks, then now you are by default kind of out of it because, okay. like, your arm's bent the wrong way or you're unconscious. Yeah, I didn't know if there's some sort of, like, underlying, like, like rules, like, oh, you shouldn't do this or if it's, like, bad form to do something. Well, think about this. So, like, proper technique in any fighting sport mm-hmm. from boxing to jujitsu, the point is you are physically – parting some type of damage to your opponent true so like mm-hmm. in boxing when you no longer can cover yourself up what do they do they yeah. stop the fight because you're gonna fucking die or get brain damage or you know get yeah. really really hurt if you can't walk in a straight line it's over right whether it's first round or right last so in jujitsu like a uh, arm bar arm bar applied plop properly the person taps and says, I give because they know I can't get out of this. And if you continue to apply the pressure, break my, my shoulder, my elbow, it's going to blow apart. So you have to, the people involved have to say, okay, I have this like trust between us that you're not going to destroy me. Mm-hmm. And that's through training. You know, you know, okay, this thing, okay, I can't get away from this. So I, but there's the truth. Yeah. This person dominated me in a physical way. And that's actually a beautiful thing because it makes you humble. Damn, there's people walking around all over town that can literally beat my ass, and I wouldn't know that, and that should make you a nicer person. Yeah, I, I never thought about it in that sense, but that, I mean, that... My nephew... Makes sense. At S12, a couple of the older guys that are like six months, a year training in jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. they wanted to screw around. Of course, after drinking, I got some great pictures of him just <laughs> mounting these guys, mounting them, taking their back and rear naked choking, and they're like... What's happening? I'm 100 pounds heavier than him. You're drunk, and he knows how to fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it comes down to. But, again, therein lies the truth. So yeah. you're out drinking with your buddies. You run your mouth, and there's some 25-year-old kid with a nice haircut that you think that you'd, you'd be this tough guy. No, you wouldn't. He's going to choke you unconscious, and that's the end of it, except – in that world, there's not somebody laughing and joking. In that world, you just got your face kicked in because you ran your mouth. Yeah, I mean, that's like the purest form of self-defense. Like, in the streets, no rules, mm-hmm. just like a gunfight or just like a bar fight, no matter what it is. Like, people with beer muscles, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, do things that are completely outlandish, and then the truth finds them real quick. Mm-hmm. Very, very quickly. And most of us don't want to subject ourselves to that. Yeah, I'm I'm not a confrontational person, and I or, or you're talking about in the training in sense. In the training, okay, you know? yeah. Um, I I've been to a jujitsu class. Well, I mean, through trainings, I've done some stuff. Um, who? Uh, what was that? I went to an event with Surefire down in North Carolina, mm-hmm. I think last summer, and Bill Rapier was there. Sure, and he's a badass dude. Yeah, he is. And I stepped up to. They were taking some videos for the event, and I stepped up to be the like the guinea pig for 
what an attack looks like full force, like with the different blade techniques that we were learning, uh, Amtac shooting and the, the, the different blades that he makes. You guys can watch a video on it. Um, but he came at me full force from like across the gym, like <laughs> double the size of this room. He, he was like, he's like, don't like punch back or anything. Just kind of like observe what I'm doing. And dude, I was like across a room, double the size in like two seconds. And he stabbed and slashed me probably like 12 times. Just Yeah. Just insane. And therein lies the truth. That is the truth. And, and I, I knew it <laughs> because I, I knew a little bit about his background. And I mean, we, we were training with him the whole week, but yeah, it, it's crazy because someone like him it's it's not like you don't look at him and think like oh that dude's a killer like he he knows his shit he just looks like a normal dude mm-hmm. um and then there are other people who look like killers they they got neck tattoos and they're big as shit and they're like bodybuilding lifters whatever but someone like you who trains in jiu-jitsu could beat the shit out of someone like that and make no mistake we're not doing any of this to beat up anybody it's no it's right. it's good exercise and all of that and 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 i suck on the hierarchy of um the sport and the martial art but it that's that's why you show up you get better it, the the practice makes you better we there's an old term from scripture iron sharpens iron you know in okay. order to sharpen a blade that blade is pounded against an anvil with a hammer, mm-hmm. right? The blade, the anvil, the hammer, and the heat of the forge, which is the training environment. That's the forge. That heat is not just the heat of bodies, but the, the, the workload, the fear, the anxiety, all of those things, the effort that goes into training, just like when you're skiing. You're hot and sweaty. You're working. Right. That forge created with the context of the training like here's the thing and the love for the people you're training with that that's the iron sharpening the iron that's a legit and i think in a like concealed carry world we've lost that context of the ethos of training it's like oh, i just want to like make guns and shoot guns yeah but you've lost this like uh overarching concept of the why, the why. Yeah. yeah like you said the why of yeah. why you carry a gun why do you want to shoot better well, why do you want to shoot better? And it just yeah. continues on to self-sustainment, mm-hmm. life, and whatever you're passionate about, really. Mm-hmm. So other than jiu-jitsu, what's, what else is next for you? Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff is like that's the one part of life, but the rest of it's family. I just became a grandfather, this gray hair, and I was – yeah, my, yeah. Da- my as daughter. Soon as, as soon as I turned the camera on, he's like, oh, dude, I think there's something wrong with your screen. Like, I'm looking a little gray right now. <laughs> I've got a one-month-old granddaughter named Athena. That's awesome, man. Congrats. Lu- thank you. Lucy had a baby, so now I've got to, like, th- start being grandpa-y, mm. which I refuse to. You're, you're, have you been a grandfather? Is this your first? First one. That first was, one? It was heavy. Yeah. How, how does that feel? I mean, I don't even have kids. Well, I'm only I don't 43 years feels. old, and so, you know, a lot of your audience, young guys, I tell you this, life goes by fucking fast. Mm-hmm. My daughter brought her to the house. This was a month ago, three weeks ago, and I'm holding her. And everybody left except my daughter and, and the baby. And I was, like, walking around. I know how to hold kids. I've got mm-hmm. 11 brothers and sisters. <laughs> Truth. And I walked upstairs to my daughter's old bedroom. She doesn't live with us anymore because she's grown with kids. And I sat on her bed with the baby who's like, you know, six pounds, and I'm holding her, and I'm talking, like, hey, we're in your mom's bedroom. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what in the fuck? That's, like, I can't relate at all. Like, no. I, I want to say, like, I know that that's crazy, but I have. It was super no crazy. Idea. Like, I just sat there. Actually, she has a lazy boy that rocks, and I'm rocking in her lazy boy holding the kid in the bedroom. And I'm like, man, e- yesterday I was Kanan's age, 25, you know, got life dicked dark hair all over the place no no gray chest hair like i do now that's a good look though some people like the salt and pepper i'm just saying like the the passage of 20 years was like and that's why i try to it's like when you said hey you want to come over fuck yeah i'll come over like i think we don't seize enough opportunities we always we're like planning to enjoy life at some point we're planning to have fun when yeah I, i go through that a lot too like for a while there i was like Sometimes you have to focus on yourself and just do what's right for you. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, I, I go through phases like that, like when I was on my road trip for the past, like, year. And then it got to a point where I was like, I'm missing a lot of opportunities because I'm dead set on focusing on myself. So I, I don't want to say it's that, like, yes man mentality. 
but I started saying yes to more things. And because I've done that somewhat recently, I've made so many great connections with people within the industry, outside the industry, Mm -hmm. other creators. And I think, I mean, I self-reflect all the time. I know you do too. You, you meditate and stuff like that too, right? You still do that every day? Of course. Yeah. And a lot of people, we all meditate whether we know it or not too. Yes. I, I think there are efficient ways to do it. Like I don't meditate. I don't sit Indian style with fucking incense burning and go mm-hmm. and shit like that. But um, I, I'm typically an introverted person, and I have self dialogue all day long, yeah. just thinking about whatever it may be, whether it's content that I'm creating or relationships with friends and family, and it's stuff like I'm always very self conscious, reflecting on things like that. And I know you are too, which is why I think we have great conversations and so why, like why we're friends that's that's why we're friends i think like i i agree with you it is there is that constant dialogue and that voice in your head dictates your job it dictates the relationships that you have it dictates your physical health mm-hmm. and you tell that voice what to say yeah i've been getting healthier recently yeah now, now that i'm more i don't want to say stagnant but Are you now 30 that I'm more, now no 26 Still in my 20s 28 28 yeah. okay. no <laughs> <laughs> whoa man i'm not 30 yet <laughs> No, yeah, uh, so holding on to my 20s as long as I can. But um, obviously, as you get older, you start feeling stuff exponentially as the years go on. So um, now that I'm in more of a routine and I'm not traveling like full, full full-time like I've been, I started going to the gym more. I've been eating healthy. I've been eating uh, like meal prep foods, which are all gluten-free and like just healthy shit. And when I get set on something like that, like I I do it. Like I don't stray from the path. I'm not like, ah, well, I'm going to go eat Taco Bell today. And I'm glad I'm doing it because I feel fucking great. Good. So do you, do you do stuff like that? Like, do you diet? Obviously, you exercise a lot in all your videos. I think that that's a lifestyle choice. Like, for me to not eat Taco Bell is not hard. To me, and I don't want to insult anybody, to me to go eat Taco Bell, something's got to be really bad. Like, I forgot to pull over. Okay. I haven't eaten in two days. <laughs> it's the only thing And in I'm town. in bumfuck somewhere. Yeah. And it's not like I'm not being snobbish. I just appreciate certain food. So, like, I travel our truck. There's, like, there's food in there. Mm-hmm. But um, I also think we eat too much. We do not need to eat three big fat meals every day unless yeah. you are seriously outputting a lot of calories. That's that's one thing that I've cut back on, too, because I would just eat until I was full. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm, like, into this recently. I've talked about it on the last podcast and talking about it again. But um, once I get into something, I get really into it. And I would just eat, like, sex with boys. Well, that's that's you. That's self-reflection right there. <laughs> it's actually not true. I I would eat until I'm, I'm full, but if it still tastes good, I'm going to keep eating it. Mm. So, like, smaller portions and stuff like that. So, been, been getting healthy. That goes back to, like, what's my goal? Is my goal to, like, eat till I'm sick? True. Or is my goal because I want to be happy and I know later I'm going to feel like crap because I ate the whole bag of chips or whatever the fuck it was? I'm a, I mean, we we all indulge from time to time, but usually we don't enjoy it. Yeah. Then we do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, if my goal is to be healthy and happy and all that stuff, it it's eventually through thinking about it enough, you you don't even want to do it. It's not even hard. Like, it's not hard for somebody to not eat that certain shit because you know the shit's not good for you. Right. So you just mentioned about being happy. What makes Mickey Shook happy? Hmm. A nice IPA. A nice IPA. Watch the sunset uh, north end of town over the the front range. A lot of a lot of good breweries out here. Yeah, that was that's nice. Yeah. Family. Um, I, I have a saying, and it's I will not be contained, and that's kind of like a righteous indignation of don't fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> I don't care who you are. So the fr- freedom of thought, freedom of uh, to be expre- able to express myself. Um, I enjoy that. I can be here chatting with you uh, people don't like it they can go fuck themselves you can go <laughs> fuck yourself <laughs> you heard it here first i just i like to live man the older i get any advice i can pass to somebody younger than me is stop thinking about what other people think yeah you know i mean of course if like like hey man you got a big booger hanging out of your nose like hey i appreciate you yeah, telling me I that appreciate because that. <laughs> like that kind of stuff i think is important but yeah i'm afraid to go start this new business because all my friends are going to tell me i'm stupid or like fucking find new friends right and go do what you're going to do and or i'm afraid to go talk to that chick go talk to that chick because mm-hmm. when you're 
covered in gray hair and I'm married and happily in love with my wife, so I'm not there. But if you were, you know, some older dude, you're going to be like, man, why didn't I talk to that girl? A lot of that goes back to insecurities, too. Like, you don't want to go and pursue something. You don't want to talk to the girl. You don't want to start the business because you're afraid of what other people will think about you. And I think a lot of that is due to social media, which I'm pretty sure we talked about on, like, your podcast in the past. But um, do you think social media has a big part of that? Like, people leaving negative comments because of... Kanan and I talked on the way here. Kanan is an old soul. You were born what year? 96. 96. So the world's hugely different in 96. He's just a couple years younger than you. When you were little, cell phones were only for the rich. Mm -hmm. There was definitely no internet, texting, all that stuff. And when I was a kid, there was none of that. I mean, we just had the first computers in our school, floppy disks, you know, like, yeah. and I was like, I don't want that fucking thing. Yeah, the Oregon Trail was on floppy yeah, disks. Yeah, 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 I exactly. Yeah. So we, he said, I wonder, he named one of my nephews who's a baby. He goes, I wonder what the world will be for him his whole life having been, you know, these kinds of interactions. Yeah, subjected to yeah. media like this. Yeah, and never being without it. Like, what does that world look like? I don't, it could be, it, there's a lot of wonderful things. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no information that's not obtainable. Right. I want to know what the flat iron range is made out of. I want to know what the rocks are made out of. Mm -hmm. I want, I can find out in two seconds. Mm -hmm. I want to find out, you know, anything that information's there but on the flip side we also have this what you're talking about where any feedback can be pumped out to the internet oh your beard shape funny you're yeah. you know eh, 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 your skis are Get too short you know <laughs> you all heard that, that one before all, all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah 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 you're not a special operator you're right but your mom and wife still like me <laughs> ask your mother how i was operating in bed last night <laughs> wife don't be mad that mom asked for it yeah, that was a joke um but people need to stop giving a fuck what others think we're goddamn yeah. americans cut from the cloth of people that hewed this nation out of a frontier of nothing mm -hmm. like Man up, man. You want to put it, if you're, if you're man enough to put a gun on you and go into the world and profess like this love of freedom and liberty, I do believe you are man enough to stop caring what others think. As yeah. long as your actions, that's the only caveat. Don't, if my positive like, actions. Yeah. If I like wanted to walk out in the world and be like, you're fucking stupid, you're fucking stupid, <laughs> and just like be mean to people, well, now you, maybe, maybe you should care what people think. Yeah. Like if like your mom was like, hey, Timmy, you should probably stop being mean to people. Yeah. You're kind of being an asshole. Yeah. Maybe put some pants on before you walk outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, might be a yeah, good idea. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I'm definitely glad that I was born before the whole internet thing because I think there is going to be a major shift. Like once the I don't even know the generations anymore, but like once the people who are a little bit younger than me who grew up starting with the internet, who got mm -hmm. a phone super early, I think there is going to be a big shift with a lot of things there. Societal norms are already seeing change. Um, just personalities and the way people communicate with each other is from my perspective, drastically different from like the younger generations, people who are in middle school and high school now compared to someone like me who was just there 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I'm, I feel fortunate that I was born when I was, so I could experience life without that, like outside playing in the fucking woods and making jumps and taking bikes yeah. off of them and shit like that. Being a kid. Yeah. Just being a kid straight up. We're going to run an experiment on the way home from Denver to Chicago and try to film as many people Kanan will be doing it, or I will, depending on who's not driving. Mm -hmm. As many people as possible texting or phoning while driving between here and home. I mean, just on the way here, dozens of people. It's, yeah. it's just comical that we are willing to risk our life and the life, and, and everybody watching does it. I talk about it in classes. Everybody does it. Yep, I do it. Everybody does it. it. And we also like, well, what fucking asshole's on his phone? And then you're like, well, I better look at something. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I'm missing out on the good stuff. He's looking at Instagram. <laughs> I'm looking at Instagram, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, But we're willing to risk our life, not even not even like the, the ticket that you can get in most cities now. Yep. But you're willing to risk your life and the lives of strangers so that you can, like, be up to date on on – whatever's going on on Facebook or Instagram or whatever your yeah. your jam is. Checking out your OnlyFans page, right. seeing how many subscribers you got. Right. Do you have an OnlyFans yet? It's, you know what OnlyFans it's is, It's called right? Thick Feet. That's my page. Thickfeet.com Thick slash Mick. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Now I don't have an OnlyFans page. My wife won't let me. <laughs> you guys can start one together. Then you can just quit training. I and would do quit it. All it would just be jobs. me with coconut oil. 
in one of those sex swings with uh, gunfighter oil. Well, I put coconut oil in there. I don't want I don't want to use POAs on my skin, but oh. it is non-toxic. But I don't want it all over me. It'd be glistening though. Yeah, it would be super slippery. We should make a glitter version of that, like <laughs> like a Christmas slash. Like, could you make glitter in oil that would like dissolve? In there? I don't know, but I'm gonna look into that. Well, it, like we talked about, it can't be any extra shit that's gonna make your gun all sticky. Right, it'll have to just evaporate. It could just be a joke air. thing too. It'd be yeah, funny. It could be. Just pink <laughs> glitter, pink and purple. Yeah, look like fucking Trix yogurt. Nice, nice. Um, all right, let's do final thoughts. Um, do you have any final thoughts? Because I, I got one more question I want to ask. Well, ask me the question. All right. You're a new grandfather. Seven and an eighth. Huh? <laughs> that took me a second. <laughs> oh, we're we're going to pop a picture up right here. <laughs> um, you're sitting on your daughter's bed holding your granddaughter, right? Time out. My fucking joke did not go very good with your line of questioning. We, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's disgusting. Well, I was about to say you're a new grandfather and you put a dick joke in. All okay. right. All right. Sitting on the bed holding no, no, my no. grandbaby. No, no, no. Hang on. We're we're gonna we're gonna divert again. Okay. Tell me your best dick joke. Man, so that they don't really flow like that. It's not like I so, know. <laughs> it's not like so a dick and a pair of balls Walk walked into, into a, a bar, bar <laughs> right? Right, right. That's not right. really how they work. All right, give me your best joke then. I don't really do that either. You don't do jokes? No, I don't really. I don't really. I'm not really like You're the just frickin- sarcastic, like talking about. I'm just phallic super things. sarcastic, and usually my jokes, especially if you're involved in training, what happens is we start building. Yeah. And it just becomes more and more and more. It's like an onslaught of disgustingness yeah. until you just can't take it anymore. Okay, so here's another question. I, I, I'm i pretty sure you told me a story about this, but have you gotten to a point where people have been, like, upset about that on the range? Sometimes. Sometimes? No, not usually. So, I mean, if you sign up for our classes, you've seen this. There was one guy that actually was hired by a guy that owns like a training holster company. Okay. I found out after the fact. He showed up. He gave Instructor Z a very nice review. Wait, he was hired to go to your event? I found out after the fact. Okay. Z's just as funny as I am with the same type of yeah, humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm funny, but I mean that I mean we're like telling dick jokes. Joking and around. Yeah. jokes. But this guy had a vendetta for me and then wrote like that I was the – worst person in the world and children shouldn't be allowed around me when well, like i find google? out later on on any spot he could write it oh any gosh. spot he could write it youtube google facebook yeah. instagram so i finally had to like block this guy but i found out this person paid him to come gather intel take photos and then write all this stuff yeah. well if that's the only thing that he could say i mean you're doing a pretty good job <laughs> like you can't say much any, anything else like oh he talked about dicks sometimes a lot. sometimes what happens is i challenge people to be honest with themselves and men don't like that so like if i see that you're fucking lying i'm not going to be like Jalen, you're a liar and by lying i don't mean how many bullets are in your gun eight and there's 14 i don't mean that but like if you make an excuse there's no reason for it. Like, we're here to get better, not to make excuses. Yeah, you kind of turn it on themselves. Like, if, if they're so, giving you an so excuse, it's like... So that sometimes causes men to get a little red-faced. And usually they tell me later, sorry in the moment that pissed me off, but I know I need to grow. And it's not me, yeah. it's them that are having the issues. So, yeah, sometimes that happens. And that happens to me, too. Like, if somebody challenges me... Yeah, no one no one likes being challenged like that. But a lot of times, I mean, you got to be open for criticism, and you got to be able to take that, whether it's good or bad, whether it's true or not, and yeah. kind of learn from it. Yeah. Regardless of what it is, you learn that someone's a fucking asshole, or you learn that maybe they're correct and you're doing something a little bit wrong, or whatever it may right be. Right on. All right. So serious question now. You're sitting on your daughter's bed, holding your granddaughter. Right. Picturing it. What would you like to tell her if she could fully understand everything? Hmm. Newborn baby, you, you can leave her with whatever, one piece of advice or a whole slew of different ideas and ideologies that you would like to impart onto her. So that's a tough one there is what you, uh, for me, the way I view life, the obstacles that we face in life become the way. Those are the things that make us. Okay. And I did tell i did write her something the day she was born and i hope that she has trouble in life and i told her that maybe when she's 18 she'll read the letter i hope she has trouble not not you know violence or something like that but 
that is what builds us. And I, I hope that she falls in love and does all of the wonderful things. But the whole beauty of life is that we have an ebb and flow. Those obstacles and, and problems, things that used to get me riled up or pissed off now are like nothing. Yeah. And you don't get to the nothing until you learn to deal with them. And so what I would tell her is love herself regardless of what her mother or her grandparents or myself or her teachers or any boy ever tells her to love herself because that in itself is how you that's that's what makes you quit your job regardless of what your parents or friends say and start a business Mm -hmm. that's what makes you get on stage and sing even when you're scared that's what makes you do the things that are inside of you is when you truly love yourself the truth must come out yeah so basically you're, you're saying to grow from the adversity. Like you, you hope that she eventually runs into some troubling times because that's where you grow from. Not that she runs into them, but don't run from them. Okay. Understand. Don't, don't run from yeah, them. Don't, okay. I mean, I would never pray for my child or granddaughter to have an easy life. Right. Have one, though, where, the, where you have the skills to look at the problems and say, okay, I see this problem. How do I surmount it? Yeah. How do I... How do I, what do I learn from this? Because nobody goes to the grave and says, man, life was sweet. I never right. had a cold. I never had, any, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never had an overdue bill. I never lost anybody. I mean, we're going to, as the older I get, I bury somebody, it seems, four or five times a year that's pretty close to me. Yeah, that's so you, hard to do. But you, that is a component of life. Mm-hmm. And so you, rather than hide from that, learn to grieve and love people as they go, you know? Okay. So transforming that into advice that you would like to give to a listener now we kind of do this uh whenever i was on your podcast too like what what would you want the people to leave with do you want people to get outside their comfort zone and take the more challenging route because they can grow from it or what like what do you what do you want the people to know i would ask yourself the simplest question what i said earlier what what's your goal what do I want from my life? And it could be I want to eat more hot dogs. It could be I want to make a million bucks a week. It could be I want to become a world-famous baseball player. Whatever it is, what's the goal? And then ask yourself, what's stopping me from doing that? And I'm not trying to get like motivational speech guy, but everybody I come in contact with, for the most part, we have – I'm doing what I want to do. There's nothing I want to do that I'm not doing. Yeah. And that bothers some people. And it's not, I mean, like, oh, what, you're doing everything? Like, well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be an astronaut. I don't want to fly in space. I don't yeah. want to be a doctor. Like, I don't want to do those things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing what I want to do. And if, if when it's not fun anymore, I do something else. So to you, ask yourself what it is you really want and then say, what's stopping me? So then we go through, like, three simple steps. How can I define what I want to do? What can I quantify as steps to take me there? And then what can I do right now? And in that, you'll find, like, here's a simple one. I want to be physically fit. Okay, I want to be physically fit. What can I do right now? I can stop eating shit, throw all the sugar out of my fridge, stop eating garbage, and eat foods that are healthy for me. And that may require some research. And exercise. Yeah, and start to exercise. So, like, there is quantified a goal, identified some ways to change it, and then take action on it. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, all of a sudden what happens is you realize – like you said earlier, you mentioned something like I can apply what I learned here to this. Mm-hmm. What I learned in this shooting course, I can apply to to business. I can apply to relationship. I can apply to whatever. Yeah, you really have to analyze like all the different situations like that that are good learning experiences because it you're learning more than you actually think if you mm-hmm. really, really look at it. So when I think about what you just said, uh, I think, again, we relate a lot because – when I think that question like the why and the what like why am I doing what I'm doing it's because the overarching goal is to be happy and I'm happier now than I've ever been I'm glad after leaving my job and I'm like you said we're doing exactly what we want to do no one's telling us that we can't do certain things either way like we're finding our own path and paving our own way Mm -hmm. and I mean you can't really beat that can you dude we're in a room full of alcohol guns there's a prostitute sitting in that corner waiting for the (laughs) we don't we don't talk about her oh cinnamon uh, cinnamon relax we'll be done in a minute we're we're wrapping up right now (laughs) (laughs) Ashley joking yeah we're joking it's not cinnamon as she watches Charlene so all right man well thanks for stopping by thanks for having me guy uh where can the people find you CarryTrainer.com, CarryTrainer on YouTube, CarryTrainer on Instagram, CarryTrainer on Facebook. 
or thickfeet.com forward slash thickmick.com forward slash naughty feet forward slash don't tell mom. Yeah, go to that link and use code uh, DKPOD <laughs> and you get 5% off your monthly subscription. <laughs> all Just right, Carrie Trainer. <laughs> Carrie Trainer will find you. Thank Thanks, you for man. having us. Yeah, uh, that's all for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed and we'll talk to you next